You're tuned in to America's Positive Radio talk show broadcasting live out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California, every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Welcome aboard, gang. David Essel in the box with you. 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. Welcome our 12 million XM subscribers, the million more Via talkdavid.com, you can listen to us at XM168 or streaming around the world at talkdavid.com. If you would like to email us during the show, simply go to our website, talkdavid.com, and hit the Contact Us button. We will uh, try to get to some emails that we've received later on in the show. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. Our David Essel page on Facebook is filled up, so we have opened a new page that is David Essel Alive. Just go to Facebook, David Essel Alive, and like us there. In uh, another minute or so, we've got Lee Gertis back with us, author of the book Limitless You, The Infinite Possibilities of a Balanced Brain. Lee is going to be talking to us about a study that he did with Wake Forest University that could help millions and millions of people suffering from sleep disorders. You're not going to want to miss this interview. If you are affected or you might know someone who's affected with sleep issues, stay tuned for that uh, because Lee has some great information and some a great end result of these studies. And from what I hear, the studies will even continue. So that's good news. Hey, next week, as a matter of fact, one week from today, August 25th and 26th, if you're looking for a way to radically shift your life, we have our brand new Life Coach Certification course that's being offered next week. You can take it from anywhere in the United States of America via teleconference. These courses are offered every once in a while. The next one is coming up seven days from today. Uh, and through the course, we teach people how to master their own lives. Now, by learning about the basics of human motivation, human behavior, human change. We teach you how to figure out why you're doing many of the same things that you're doing over and over in your life with your business, your relationships, your body. They're not working, and we'll tell you why through the course, and we'll give you the tools that the masters have used for years in order to alter your existence to get what you want out of life, basically, is what we're talking about, which is just a lot of fun. I teach these classes personally, and about 50% of the people after this first-level course go on to become life coaches. The other 50% just take this class that we have next weekend to master their own life. For more information, lifecoachuniverse.com. Just visit lifecoachuniverse.com. And with all of our courses, there's a 100% guarantee you are not risking a thing other than to radically change your life. LifeCoachUniverse.com. So Lee Gertis, you know, we had Lee Gertis on, I think, the first time, oh, my gosh, probably like six months ago. And after that first interview, I remember going, oh, my Lord, this guy's got something that I have never heard about before. And it's a technique to help us balance the brain. Now, you know, your, your, your parents probably told half of us, if not more, you know, your brain really needs some work. But you know what? There's a part of that that's physiologically true that we cannot do by ourselves. In other words, like with the sleep disorders that we're going to talk about, for many people, all the meditation in the world is going to be great. But there comes a certain type of imbalance within the brain that that may not even be effective enough to change but Lee Gertis has created a technique that could just be the answer. Lee, welcome back to the show. Hi, David. Welcome. Good to be here. Hey, 
Yeah. You know what's interesting, Lee? You, you and I both are big fans of doing everything we can with our lifestyle, what we eat, what we drink or don't drink, meditation, exercise. But, you know, I, I think you were the first one. I know you were the first one that really introduced this concept that we could be doing a lot of really great stuff. But if the brain is in, and, and you'll correct me if I say this wrong, but if the brain is, is imbalanced from a physiological perspective, that there's some things that even the best lifestyle choices can't alter. Isn't that true? Isn't it true? And isn't it a booger? I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. I mean, because because you, you, can, you can do the right thing and not get the right results sometimes. And you know, the people that will tell you about that most prominently are those who have experienced often a diet and um they will uh, their their weight will fluctuate a lot but even during the diet there comes a time when they seem like they just can't reach any more mm. you know they can't lose any more mm-hmm. and so um what they're facing is that the the brain is really reluctant uh it they have a trauma pattern, they have an imbalance, and the brain is reluctant to let them go further. It just holds on to that fat ferociously. Hmm. And is that, you mentioned the word trauma. Is, is that trauma meaning physical, meaning emotional at, at birth, meaning emotional eight months ago? Define that for us, Lee. Well, you know, trauma has its, um, has its life, but basically the definition is Anything that's life, anything that the brain perceives as life-threatening. Now, that could be emotional. It could be physical. It could be um, when in our fetal development. You know, when we're being when we're being carried as a fetus, it could be you know a week ago. So, mm-hmm. um, it and, and all of those and, and trauma, by the way, has a tendency to add up. Um, so it's simply not one, but then they, right. they they can add up, and and you know we all we all know people or we've experienced ourselves when we've had you know a situation in our life which wasn't good, and sure enough, three months later we have another one, mm-hmm. and then we have another one, and the scale seems like it's tipping so far, you know it's going to dump us over. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the feel. The feel is that we're totally out of control. Right, right. And the fact is that the brain is uh, severely imbalanced at that point, and, um, and, and we, need to, we need some ways to balance it. So the brain could get out of balance, and a trauma could be um, a demotion from a job, a loss of a job, a loss of a house. It could be the ending of a relationship. It could be all kinds of, quote-unquote, normal life events that the body feels is a, and it is, a huge threat to our existence, and hence the brain gets out of balance, correct? Correct. And you know better than most that sometimes um, the fact, especially in Western culture and, and in the U.S., especially we, the, the loss of a job and or home, um, mm-hmm. that can be a very, very severe trauma. And, and the reason is because we have a belief system that goes along with that. The belief system is that basically, you know what, if we work hard, if we pay uh, you know, our mortgage, we'll have a job and we'll be able to have a, a family home and, you know, et cetera, right? Right. And then, and then all at once the economy and other things turn 
us upside down and and we can't uh, there's no there's nothing in us to be able to equate to that it doesn't mm-hmm. there's no justification for it mm-hmm. so it's a severe trauma for those for those people right now at the top of the show Lee I mentioned this whole thing about sleep um, how did you and your, your 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 brain optimization and ladies and gentlemen for more information of what we're talking about too before I forget Lee's website is brainstatetech t e c h brainstatetech.com how did your technique to rebalance the brain Lee which is available all over the United States of America at different centers how did you get associated with Wake Forest well um, we um Wake Forest looked at some research that we had done, and uh, their neurologist there, Dr. Charles Tegler, um, looked at that uh, research that we had done for on ambient sound, and he said, "Well, that's really interesting how you're doing it, and and you know what's the basis for how you're doing it." And so I explained that, and the and then he came out to experience it himself, hmm. and so once he had done that. Um, he he was open to doing research because um, he thought he could be a... He's from Missouri, if you know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I love him, yeah, but the, the, he is the show. Wait, and for Lee, Lee, just, just for, for uh, anyone that may not know, the show me state, uh, meaning that I want to see it and to experience it before I believe it. Is that correct? That's exactly right, yeah. <laughs> and so... Uh, and so I said, well, um, one of our observations in, in brain balance uh, work has been dealing with about six or 7,000 people at that time. That was three years ago. Uh, it's about 9,000 now who have had insomnia. And that um, we have a very high rate of success for they, that seems to mitigate when the brain balances. And he said, um, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so, going going back again because he's from Missouri, right, Lee? <laughs> well, besides that, he's he's a clinical researcher, and yeah. so and a neurologist, and mm. and uh, and so <clears throat> we we he set up a, a clinical trial, and um, you know we trained some of their people, and they ran brainwave optimization for. Uh, people with insomnia who fit in the category of their clinical trial. So um, they had to have mild to severe insomnia. They couldn't be using uh, certain medications. Uh, they couldn't be using alcohol for during the you know time that the uh, brainwave optimization was provided them, or for a couple three weeks afterwards. Right. And and um, and, and and that. Those criteria were uh, met by a, a group of people, and he tracked those people before and after on a uh, uh, insomnia index before and after brainwave optimization. And then he tracked also the control group, which had what you would call the uh, the standard sleep um, hygiene kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, don't drink caffeine after 3 p.m., uh, don't exercise at night, um, et cetera, okay? Right. And 
and so he he then compared how the brainwave optimization group did based uh, and how the control group did and the brainwave optimization were um all reported that they were in fact um they had uh, in fact overcome insomnia so they so can we use the word cured um i can't <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. Wait a minute. All right, Lee. Well, I can because what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing you say is that by by after using your, the technique that you created, the brainwave optimization, that this neurologist uh, uh, did a, did the study, and then afterwards, in his test, they they saw a hundred percent of the people saying insomnia was no longer there. That's correct. Okay, so um, I would say that's called cured. Now, well, that did not come... <laughs> well, the, that did, you know, there are other scientists at Wake Forest, too, on the faculty. That is the sixth-ranked medical school in the world. And, right. um, and there are other scientists there, too. And their point to, was, and their discussions were, well, this is uh, pretty uh, significant, uh, statistically and otherwise. However... Yeah. It's also true that providing a service can induce a strong placebo effect. I understand that, sure. And um, if you understand a placebo effect, you'll know that within two or three weeks, if that placebo effect is induced, generally it uh, most placebo effect will wear off in two to three weeks. Okay. And so what um, the research group did at Wake Forest was they measured directly after brainwave optimization was provided these participants, but then they measured again with all of them uh, six weeks down the road. Okay, wow. And when they found that six weeks down the road they were actually better than they were directly after the intervention, they said, wow, we have something. Yeah. That, Lee, Lee that, you know, we're, we're going to go to a break here in a second, but that must make you feel incredible, doesn't it? Surprised, even. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Surprised that the work that you've been doing has paid off so well? Yes. Yeah. And that, and that in fact, um, you know, without their research and without his strong scientific basis, uh, we couldn't have seen what we see now right. in terms of specific pathology and brain pattern correlation it's very exciting, David. Yeah, that is awesome. Lee, hang right in there. We're going to go to this break. We're going to come back after these important messages. If you want more information on Lee Gertis's brainwave optimization, the technique that Wake Forest has studied, showing that 100% of the people in the study for insomnia were actually cured afterwards of the insomnia, visit BrainStateTech.com. This is very, very exciting for everyone that has any kind of other sleep disorder, uh, like insomnia. BrainStateTech.com. Check it out. Lee's going to come back in just a moment. And I'm so proud and happy that we can not only offer you this information every Saturday across the United States of America, but I'm really happy that you're choosing to take a few minutes out of your busy days to look for ways to enhance your life, to be proactive, to change your life. Because that's what this program is all about. one 800 548-8255. I'm David Essel. Stay right there.
rocking across the USA with information to help you create the life that you want. David Essel in the box with you, broadcasting live out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California, XM 168, America's Positive Radio Show, one 800 We're talking to Lee Gertis, author of the book Limitless You, The Infinite Possibilities of a Balanced Brain with his brainwave optimization technique studied at Wake Forest University. Lee, we have about two and a half minutes left. A question for you. Um, I know the study was on insomnia, and I'm not sure of the, the, the correct names for other type of sleep disorders other than like restless leg syndrome or, or, you know, people that are really light sleepers and they fall asleep for, for, you know, several hours and wake up. But would your technique be effective for, for sleep disorders other than that serious chronic insomnia? I believe that uh, restless leg and sleep sleep apnea, too, have some uh, correlation to imbalanced brain patterns, but I haven't proved that. In other words, there's no clinical trial to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we have clients that, that um, have been helped with sleep that have had those issues, but there's no clinical trial yet to say that. And now what, what's the next step with Wake Forest? Is there anything more going on with them? Yes, they received a grant. Um, total grant now have been in excess of 750000 I think, to do other clinical trials because they found some of the people with sleep um, have other pathologies, um, migraine headaches, um, things like, you know, restless leg or involuntary movement. They've had some kind of PTSD or post-traumatic stress. Um, there's a number of, ki- of kinds of pathologies and Wake Forest is setting up clinical trials now for these. They're just completing the uh, the one on migraine headaches, and mm. that re- and those results should be out um, in the last month or two of the year. Now, will the same thing happen? Will they will they get the end result? And let's just say it's similar to the insomnia. You know, where that they get this incredibly positive result. Will they then wait again for six weeks and, and, and ask the people to report how they are doing now to make sure that this works once again? Well, they actually did it for two months this time. And okay. um, they actually have a daily uh, log that everybody completes a daily log, and then they have that, um, you know, automated now. So they'll have all those numbers for, the, for two months following the intervention. This is, for, this is for so many people, and I know sleep issues are huge, and many people that struggle throw their hands up in the air because traditional medicine has fallen short from helping us so much. If you do struggle or you know someone, uh, encourage them to visit BrainState Tech. This is Lee Gertis's company, BrainStateTech.com, to find out more about brainwave optimization because it's available all across the United States. Lee, wonderful to have you back again. Thanks for all the great news. Hey, yeah, thanks, David. Talk to you soon. Okay, you bet. Bye-bye now. Okay, bye. Coming up next, would you allow family pressure to name your baby? Ooh, big one. 1-800-548-TALK. I'm David Essel. David Essel, 
Yeah, in the box with you every Saturday. Welcome aboard, gang. 1-800-548-8255. Email us during the show via talkdavid.com. Like us on Facebook, David Essel Alive. You have to like that page. Our David Essel page is totally filled up. So we had to start a new uh, group page. And all you have to do is go to David Essel Alive and like that page. All right. Interesting. Baby issue. Naming the baby issue. What would you do with this circumstance? Okay. Emails. Yeah, we're going to get to your emails. What would you do with this circumstance on uh, naming the baby? Wife and a husband. They're, uh, the wife's expecting in 60 days. They've struggled with names, and then they finally got it together and came up with the name for the baby. Okay? Uh, it's what they desire. It has It's a two-name baby. And all of a sudden, parents are freaking out because they want one of the baby's name to be something that's long held in the family line. So can you imagine this? I know this probably happens all over the place, but what would you do? So here you are. You're a husband and wife. You're expecting your first baby. You've picked out the names for the baby. You're fired up. It's been a lot of struggle. And all of a sudden, one of the sets of parents jumps in and says, no, 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 no. We need you to change the name to at least have this name because it's been in the family for such a long time. Now it gets even better. This couple, one of them, has brothers in the family that has uh, gone ahead with and done what the parents asked. Every time the parents said, oh, you're having a new baby? We want this name to be part of the baby's name, and they've said yes. Now this new husband and wife are pulling their hairs out. The husband says We're going to stick with the names that we've chosen, the wife says, but we have to please our parents. Oh, my God. 60 days from having the baby. What would you do here? (laughs) 1-800-548-8255. If this was you in this circumstance, because I know people go through this on a regular basis, this is not the first time this issue has come up on our show, right? So do you say, you know what, let's make peace and we're going to throw this long-held family name into our baby's name just to keep the peace? Do you do that? Or do you say, no, the baby's name is Katie Lynn. We're not going to make it Katie Lynn, Mary Beth, or we're not going to make it some huge long name. We've chosen the name. Thank you for your feedback, but this is our child. What would you do? Would you keep the peace? by including this long-held family name? Or would you say, oh, my Lord, we've already gone through this with our own challenge and struggle. We're not going to have this tear us apart as a husband and wife. We're going to keep the name that we've chosen. What would you do? 1-800-548-8255. Is this a time to make peace with the family and say, okay, you know what? We're going to take the name that's been in the family forever. Or do you hold your ground? Would the parents get over it with time? Do you think the parents would get over it with time? Or do you think that they might ostracize the baby? Do you think that because the, the, that the young parents now haven't chosen what their mom and dad want them to do in regards to using a baby name, that they may not treat them the same? Would you stand your ground? This is a very touchy situation, isn't it? The grandparents want to have their say in naming the new baby. The grandparents want to make sure that a name in the family history continues to be passed down. The grandparents, and according to this information that I have, are adamant 
that this name that has been in the family line forever continues to be used. Would you go along with that to try to keep the peace in the family? Would you say, you know what, honey, this isn't worth fighting. Yes, we've chosen. Yes, it's taken us all this time, what, eight months now or seven months now to choose the baby's name. But let's go ahead and throw in this other name. Pray to God it matches. <laughs> right? Pray to God it matches. Let's throw in the baby's name so grandma and grandpa don't freak out. Your brother has done it with all his kids. We need to fall in line. Would you follow that line of thinking, ladies and gentlemen, if you were in this couple situation? Would you follow that line of thinking and say, let's just keep mom and dad, grandpa and grandpa happy. Let's keep the long-held name in the family in the name with our baby, and let's just move forward. 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. Or would you say, you know what? Grandma and Grandpa, thank you so much for your feedback. Thank you so much for your interest in having this long-held family name part of our baby, but it ain't going to work. Thank you so much for wanting to keep this name in the family, but it's not going to happen with us. We've already worked really hard. We've come to a conclusion of what the baby's name is, and we're not going to add one more name to our child's name. Would you... It, what what situation would you go in? You know, because you can see probably this, the, the the benefits of both, right? You could see, okay, you know what? Let's back down and let's let grandma and grandpa have an, uh, a little bit of say here to keep them happy. But you could also see the parents, the young parents going, no, we're not going to give in just because you want us to. We've struggled for seven months to keep up or to come together, I should say. And choose this baby's name. We're not just going to throw in a name because it's part of the family history. What would you do in that circumstance? Would you hold your ground? Would you say yes? Would you say no? Would you say okay? Would you say can we get back to you? What would you advise friends of yours to do if they were in this situation? Babies' names are so 1-800-548-8255. Name it. You know, I'll tell you one of the things that I'm feeling as I'm reading this to you is that your baby's name is your baby's name, isn't it? What Are, are you going to feel like uncomfortable six months, a year down the road, going, what the hell did we put Charles in with this one? We don't even want the word Charles. We don't even like the word Charles. 1-800-548-8255. Would you give in to keep the peace in the family, to keep grandma and grandpa happy? Or would you say, you know, we've come to this conclusion. You're going to have to, like, deal with it. And we know you're upset right now, but we really hope that you'll come to love the name that we've chosen. What would you do in that circumstance? Where would you go? Let's go to Chris in New York. You're on with David Essel. Hello, Chris. Hey. Hey, Chris, what are your thoughts with this whole baby naming thing? Would you would you stick strong with the name you chose, or would you give in and say, oh, let's have Grandma and Grandpa have a name and a part in this, well too? What would you say? Uh, well, as far back as my family can trace their history, the firstborn son has been Chris, on my, at least on my father's side. Okay. And uh, my name kind of, my last name kind of sounds like Khan. And two months ago, I named my son Genghis. Get out of town. No, his name is Genghis. Is it really? Really, legally. And so you 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 broke the family history of naming the first child Chris. Yeah, because that kid's going to be awesome for his whole life now. Okay, and what did your parents say about this? They were upset. I mean, they got over it. I mean, it's got to end someday. And and how old is your child? He's two months old. 
two months old, and your and your and your folks are okay after just two months that you didn't name him Chris? No, they were okay before he was born. I mean, they understood okay. that. I mean, I guess I wasn't the most normal child. <laughs> so I guess it wasn't uh, it wasn't really smooth sailing. I was the right. first person in the family to get arrested before, you know, like I was the first one to get arrested in the family, also. So. So, so you're the first one to get arrested. You're the first one to break the family tree of naming a, a, the first son Chris. What's next, Chris? <laughs> What's next on your list to be different in the family? Any ideas? Oh, we lost. We just lost Chris. One eight hundred five four eight eight two five five. One eight hundred five four eight eight two five five. Mary Lynn email. An um, email from Mary Lynn saying that she believes you should keep the name in the family. She said it's not that big of a deal, but it's a huge deal to grandma and grandpa. She believes the name needs to stay in the family, and I find that interesting, Marilyn, because. You know, the struggle that I have with naming a child, and and especially if you've spent all this time coming up with a name that you and your wife think is right for the child, and then all of a sudden, with two months left, to say, we're going to throw this name out because your mom and dad or my mom and dad want the family line to stay intact. My concern, my, you know what my greatest concern is, is the young mom and dad will resent that decision. If they're resenting it right now, I can't imagine how they're going to feel in six weeks, six months, a year when they say, you know, we really loved that Katie Lynn. Why the heck did we ever change the name to please your mom and dad? Do you understand what I'm saying? Wouldn't you you agree with that? Is that if it's your baby and if you've really worked hard and 60 days left before the baby's going to be going to be born is the first time the parents come and say, oh, by the way, we want this to be the name of your child. I'm not feeling real good about that. Do you agree with me? Wouldn't you agree that the, the parents, the young parents who are going to have the baby should be the ones totally in charge of making that total decision? of what the name of their child is, 1-800-548-8255. Right after these messages, we're coming back. We've got more on the docket. America's Positive Radio Talk Show. David Essel in the box with you. If I'm this young couple and if I don't resonate with the name that their parents want them to name the baby, I think I'm staying strong, gang. I'm staying tight with the name that my wife and I have chosen. one 800 548 Every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Broadcasting live out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California. Stay right there. David Essel alive on XM 168. Welcome aboard uh, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific every Saturday, 1-800-548-8255. A woman talking about her boyfriend who loves to party, very frustrated with him. Let me tell you something, gang. And as I read this right now, uh, this is a guy that said to this girl when he first started dating, listen, every Saturday night is guys' night out. 
I'm going to go out every Saturday. Don't count me being around. This is when we go and I hang with my buddies. And now this young woman is very pissed off after six months of dating because why? (laughs) And I don't mean to laugh at her because he's doing what he says. And I have, and this is one of the things when I work with couples or individuals that are new to the world of dating or they're dating someone new, the very first thing I say is, listen, take them for their word and their actions. If someone says, I'm going to be going out every Saturday night with my buddies, and that's life, you either got to accept it or not. But six months later, honey, to be really frustrated with your boyfriend when all he's doing is what he said he would do really isn't appropriate action on your part. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to stay with him. It may not be a good match, right? But to to bicker and to complain and to say he's not a good boyfriend, as you are writing here in this email, that you're pissed off at him for doing it, he's been honest with you. If there's anything that you can give this guy, now it may not be the lifestyle you want, it may not be the type of boyfriend you want, and that's your choice to go, of course. But I'll tell you what, the dude is honest, and you got to hand that to him, right? He told you from the beginning who he was, what he did. He's living it. He's being, he's being himself. He's being honest, and i got to hand it to him. There aren't a lot of guys. There are a lot of guys and women that that's what they want to be doing is keeping with their, quote-unquote, partial singlehood and, uh, and having a great time and doing certain things, but they don't do it because now they're in a relationship, but they're resentful that they're not doing it, but you got a guy who's not resentful because he's being honest. Got to love that. 1-800-548-8255. Hey, as we're going through these emails, if this triggers something, you've experienced it or you're going through it and you need to share, call us. 1-800-548-8255. This is about someone who's always late to dinners, business appointments, etc., and I and she goes on to try to uh, justify it by saying that uh, she's a free spirit. Number one, she says, "I'm a free spirit. I don't know why other people can't understand this, even when I tell them I'm a free spirit." Uh, and number two is that she's not good at scheduling, but she has a lot of drama and chaos in her life, and we don't have to wonder why. Let me share something with you about being late, and this surprises a lot of people. In our work, what we have found in 25-plus years is that most people who are late are subconsciously doing it to get attention. Now, I'm going to repeat this. And for all of you out there (laughs) that are late on a regular basis, you're not going to want to hear this, right? But hang in there with me and let me tell you why. So when we're late, we know. When we're growing up, we know that if we don't get the attention we want, we're going to find a way to get it. Right, We're going to find things to do. We may stand out in sports to get the attention. We may stand out in, in our academics or in band or in theater. Or we might become a stoner to get attention. We might you know, get into alcohol and drugs to get attention, to, to try to escape, to not deal with reality. And lateness is something very similar to that. Like we get attention. People who are always late get attention. I remember a number of years ago dating a, a young woman who was like that, and it was Christmas, it was Thanksgiving, it was all, and and the whole family knew that this person was always going to be two hours late, and so she got a ton of attention. I mean, attention, and 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 I'm sure at some point 
it got irritating to the people, but they had just sort of said, oh, here's late so-and-so, here's always Miss Never on Time. Everyone paid attention, number one. Number two, there was always a grand entrance, right? When this person, when this woman I dated would walk into the room, everyone would stop everything they're doing, and they would give her attention. And now, on a conscious level, she and most of us who are always late don't set out to do it just to get attention. We're not consciously thinking, oh, my Lord, if I'm late, everyone will stop what they're doing and they'll make a comment about being being late. But we get a ton of attention by doing it. Now, the the other thing is you have to remember, it's kind of a very self-centered move. There's a very self-centered motive. Now, we can use excuses like, I don't know how to balance my life. I, I'm overwhelmed. I'm this, I'm that. But it's really just excuses, gang, because it shows total disrespect for the people in our lives. It doesn't matter if you're dating them, if it's a work thing or whatever. And in, in over the years of working with people, in our sessions, we get to a point where that they understand what I'm saying right now. I'm not going to ask you, if you're always late, you're probably getting a little defensive right now and saying, but he doesn't know my life. And I'm just sharing with you the truth, that sometimes it's hard to hear the truth. Sometimes it's hard to hear that we want the attention subconsciously or we want control. We want to control people subconsciously. We want the attention. We want control. Or, you know what, my time is more important than your time, which is kind of a self-centered way to live, right? But it's just all going on at the subconscious level. The good news is if you want less drama and chaos because most people who are late are spinning in their own tire tracks, right? They're just spinning and spinning and spinning. They have people giving them a hard time inside, interiorly. They're not feeling all that great about themselves because they're always late. It's called creating chaos and drama. There's so many ways out of it. The very, very first thing you have to do is see the awareness, come to the awareness that I'm choosing to create the chaos and drama. No one else is making me late. I'm choosing it, number one. Number two, why is it that I need this kind of attention? Why can't I get positive attention? Number three, does it mean I need to reach out to someone for help? Someone to ask them to help me learn how to schedule, how to organize, time management. But but all the scheduling skills, all the organizational skills, and all the time management skills, ladies and gentlemen, do not hold a, a thread against the subconscious desire to get attention. Or to be in control, which are two of the main reasons why people are late, even if they don't know it consciously. Let that sink in. And then if I can help you out at all, email me at talkdavid.com or visit our website. We even have on on, uh, on YouTube, we have multiple videos on being late. So if you Google my name, David Essel, and then after my name put a slash with being late, you will find those videos and we go into it even in more detail. Okay. It's, I mean, it's really, really worth working on the core issue of why we're late because it can decrease the drama and chaos in your life, the drama and chaos in your friends, your lovers, your kids, your worker, coworkers, your boss, everyone. Even though I'm the guy behind the mic here every Saturday, so many people work with me so hard over the week to make this show come together. And I want to thank um, Nathan Staten, engineer, running the show from Studio E in Los Angeles, California. Will Wilkerson, segment producer. Uh, April O'Leary, guest producer, pulling all of that together. Deborah Grobman, the brand manager. Nancy Hill, who does all of our social networking, social marketing, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, And the list goes on and on and on. I want to thank all of those individuals that help this show create 
what we're creating every Saturday for three hours. And David Essel Live can be heard around the world online. Online streaming, of course, is powered by Error FM Live at errorfm.com. I want to thank them. I want to thank everyone who's listening, who's part of the show, the guests. And remember, at any time in life, ladies and gentlemen, we can turn it around with our mind, our body, our finances, our spiritual path, our career. Any time that you want to turn it around, you can. You just have to make that decision. Be strong, be bold, be positive, ask for help. Until next week, I'm David Essel. Rock on.